0: Morning. That is so true, isn't it? The Lord blesses us more and more. And following that beautiful worship we service we had with the great sharing and the songs, it's just fits into my message perfectly. My title is With God There is a Happy Ending. Let's just open in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this this beautiful day. What a gorgeous song, and you do bless us, Lord over and abundantly. Just pray for this message now. May your thoughts be put on my heart so I could share your thoughts today. And we all do pray for the sick and the ones that are vacationing away and get them home safely. In Jesus' name, amen. So most of us like a happy ending. And I like it too when the bad guys get caught and the falsely accused are cleared. And when Sherry and I or the kids are over, we like watching a movie. And if it's entertaining and it keeps, uh, keeps you involved, it has a good story, you go along and you get it. But if the ending is no good or if it abrupts endly, all of a sudden, we don't like it. If it's a bad ending, sad ending, or we were watching one the other day, and it looks like boom, and I looked at Sherry, I go, what happened? You know, then you, then you don't like you don't like that kind of movie. And what's popular now? They got us because there's so many streaming services, and you pay every month, you pay and pay and pay, and you don't see the whole movie. On some of these streamers, you pay for eight episodes. And that takes like two months, so they've made too much of fees. So they want you to keep, you, keep your money until the movie's over, because we never know the ending. But I'm so thankful today that we have the whole Word of God that has the entire ending. It's a beautiful historical document and the story of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There was a movie when I was a kid. It was called The Greatest Story Ever Told. and it was, it was a good movie about the life of Jesus, but in no way did it address the ending. We have everything laid out before us in Scripture. We know what's going to happen. We know all, and they're hundreds of years apart. And the first one I'm going to read is... Previous to Isaiah 53, this is kind of like that. And it's in Isaiah 52:13 when the Lord it tells of the suffering he went through on our behalf and all the torture and things like that. It says, See, my servant will act wisely. <clears throat> he will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. Just as there were many who were appalled at him, His appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being, and his form marred beyond human likeness. So will he sprinkle many nations, and kings will shut their mouths because of him. For what they were not told, they will see, and what they have not heard, they will understand." Christ went through all of that on the cross for us. They were appalled at him. Some cheered. Many wanted to put him on that cross. He was so disfigured, you couldn't even tell he was a man. Beyond any form of human likeness. And we're totally conflicted every time we read that. We can't imagine going through that type of suffering. I've only seen that passion of the Christ once, and I don't want to ever watch it again. It's just... Very, very tough to watch that one. And it pains us. But that was not the end. And we know about the resurrection. It was all victorious, thank God. This prophecy in I Isaiah was fulfilled. He act, look at what he did. He acted wisely in his teachings, speaking of Jesus. He was completely obedient to the Father, all everything he had to go through. The hard stuff as well as the easy stuff. He was exalted in his resurrection. He was lifted up in the ascension and he was made very high in glory and now is seated at the right hand of God. And in that second coming, which Dr. Rudy referred to, which is way after the rapture, kings will be stunned. They'll be astonished, and they're going to see him in all his glory. Their mouths will be speechless in complete awe. And this time, when people see him, they will realize and understand Jesus Christ is the Messiah and the King of kings and Lord of all. They're going to be tormented forever, regretting that decision to not accept Christ They didn't bow the knee then, but they will soon. Every knee will bow. Knees of the stubborn, the deniers, the pompous, the arrogant, all will bow. That's kind of like what I said, the good guys win. Jesus wins. Paul summed it up in Philippians 2, 7 to 11, when he talks about going from a manger to the highest place. And in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledged that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Christ has final say in everything. He was silent when he was interviewed, it was not his time, but he has the final say in all end times. It's good over evil. At the second coming, people will just be shocked that made the wrong choice. Isaiah speaks of that in Isaiah thirteen nine. It says, See, the day of the Lord is coming, a cruel day, with wrath and fierce anger, to make the land desolate and destroy the sinners within it. This, that's the second coming, way down the road. That's after the rapture. The redeemed will be already with the Lord long before the second coming happens. We have nothing to fear. Even the verses are sobering, but we have nothing to fear. As confirmed in John 10, verse 27 and 28. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they will follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish No one will snatch them out of my hand. That is so comforting when you read about the second coming. We will be with him in his hand. Nothing can happen to us. Nothing can take us out of the grasp of the Lord's hand. So we have no fear. That is blessed assurance. The redeemed will all have a happy ending, for we will be forever with the Lord. It's just going to be awesome when you think about heaven. Looking way ahead at Revelation 5, it says 8 to 10 And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of God's people. There we are. There's our people, his people. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth that's us he's talking about there. As, as Vince shared this morning, a new song, not in the Red Book, Black Book, not on YouTube. It's a whole new song because he makes everything new. Raining on the Earth. Can you imagine that? It's going to be awesome. Here's the point. The best is yet to come. Whether he comes and takes us now in the rapture or if some of us pass and we're go to be with the Lord, we will all, all, all the redeemed will spend eternity in heaven with Christ. Uh, I listened to Tony Evans' podcast. He's the one we're studying in the kingdom man every Wednesday night. If you have a chance, demand to come, it's a, it's a great meeting we have. Every week, a different man shares the devotion. In one of his recent podcasts, Tony Evans said, take the best day of your life, the very best day of your life. And he said, every day in heaven with the Lord will be thousands of times better. We just can't, we can't compare heaven because we don't know that much about it. We, can, we know what we have here on earth because we're earthly beings, but heaven is going to be so awesome. Paul, who was not really at a loss for words, he wrote most of the New Testament, but he described when he was taken up to the third heaven as that I was caught up to paradise and heard things so astounding they cannot be expressed in words. He, he couldn't describe it. That things that no human is allowed to tell, that's Incredible. He saw it, and so he says in another chapter, he said, I desire so much to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far than living as we live now. People nowadays want to extend their life as much as possible. I talked one day, I remember, about people that are paying millions of dollars to get frozen, hoping that a cure comes out and they can be Thought out and continue to live it's going to be it's going to be incredible. All those believers in Maui that perished in the fire, they are in a better place now they are with him in the blue room. We see a, a picture frame on the back wall of our brothers and sisters that have preceded us. We will see them again. Well, I lost my brother in a plane crash years ago. I will see him again. And heaven is also known, also for the things that aren't going to be there, the wheelchairs, the, the chemotherapy, the eyeglasses, the stents, the hip replacements, every, all that stuff. None of that is going to be there because we're going to be like him. We're going to have heavenly bodies. And this... this uh, Oh, and in regards to the song that Vince shared about, I know I can't sing. Somebody has to be out there listening, too. So that's my ministry. And I don't know this new song, but he makes everything new, and it's going to be beautiful when we sing that song. So how do we live with all these things in mind? Another point. We want to live expectantly. We expect, live like if he's coming any second now, like the Lord is coming today. We expect to be raptured soon. Being sober-minded and praying constantly. Encourage others. I hope these verses are encouraging to everybody here today. And we're going to, we are investing here on earth. Whatever we're putting our time, resources, money, uh, efforts into, that's what we're investing in. We should invest in our long-term home, which is heaven. The word says we're temporary residents here. Whether you're nine or 90, it's just temporary. Invest on things above, which are imperishable. Whatever we invest on here is going to be perishable. How many times, if you have a house or a whatever you have, a car, all those things Take back when you make a home improvement. Before you know it, you're improving the same home you just improved. The cars, these fancy cars that we get, they're going to deteriorate. We trade them in. They're all perishable. And it's coming soon in First Peter 4, 7. He says, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. The Lord also tells us how to, how to live in these times. <clears throat> in Luke 12, he compares us to a bunch of servants. And the servant goes to a, the boss. The servant's boss goes to a banquet. So what do you do? You know, the boss is away. Let's go play. No, he says, be ready for when the boss comes home. So you could let him in and serve him and do your whatever you do for him. Even if he comes at an unexpected time, in other words, he wants us to be ready at all times. We don't know. We might say, oh, this this little prophecy isn't done yet. It could be a few years. I can still do whatever I want. That's not the case. He wants us to be ready as if he comes right now. He compares his coming again to like a thief in the night. Nobody knows when the thief is going to strike. So that's how we are to live expectantly. And what's going on in heaven? The Lord has already made preparations for every believer in heaven already. <clears throat> this is Paul writing again on his method of earning a living while he's on, on this planet. He says in 2 Corinthians 5, 1-4, For we know that if the earth tent, earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. Isn't that the truth? So that what is mortal may be swallowed up by what is life. He was a tent maker, he knew all about tents. He knew tents weren't for eternity, and he calls our body a tent, something that's going to break down, wear out. Tent is made just for short-term use. But in heaven, we're going to have heavenly bodies made by God without blemish, which will not decay or break down like our earthly bodies. Four of us played golf the other day. Let's see, one, two, three of us, three of the players are in this room now. And from time to time, one of them was doing push-ups on the side. My shoulder was hurting. The other person was complaining. We're, we're falling apart. I just entered a different decade the other day. And another corner, I already got the back, the knee. Now I got one shoulder. The other one's already been we all. We're breaking down joint by joint. But we can't... We, we got to go with what we got. Uh, but we're promised heavenly bodies and a new heavenly dwelling made by the Lord himself. <clears throat> I love these verses from my dad's favorite chapter. John 14, verse 2 and 3. My father's house has many rooms... If that were not so, I would have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. Look at that. We're going to be where he is with him. That's the main thing. It says dwelling, another version calls them mansions, but who cares what they look like? We're going to be with the Lord. And it it's so comforting and such a promise, being with him and where he is. This thing makes me think of Carl Knott one time. He said, but, when I just talked about investing, he goes, well, if you're, what are you investing in? If you're not investing thing in heaven, it says dwelling. He goes, when you finally get there looking for your mansion, you might see a little outhouse down in the corner. <laughs> And he said, well, that's your mansion. That's all you sent up here to help us make your dwelling. So have fun in your outhouse. Uh, and, then, and then in the day of the Lord, 1 Thessalonians four, sixteen through 18. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command and the voice of the archangel, archangel and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, who are still alive, those who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And we will be with the Lord forever. Amen. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. That's what we do here. And it's encouraging. And I said at the start, the story has a beautiful, joyous, indescribable ending. God wins triumphantly. Satan is defeated again. Rick talked about how he was crushed in Genesis. He's defeated again, as he was at the Lord's resurrection, where it says, Oh, death, where is your sting? It didn't. Death didn't win over Christ because he had no death. He rose from the dead. This is a verse... This is a few verses about the end of the demise of the evil one in Revelation 20.10. It says, And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Imagine that. You know when you you made a mistake in your past, you think, I should have done that. But you sure don't think about it every day for eternity. And that's what these people are going to be thinking about. I should have, could have, would have, and they didn't. What a story. And the star of the story, of course, is Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and it's so honest, the word of God. Unlike our Hollywood movies, there's no twists, no surprises, no alternate ending because we know the entire story. Every step is defined in scripture. No tricks. Unlike stories we read about and see, this story with Christ, everybody's in it, whether you like it or not, we're all in the story. The cast is so enormous. Every person that's been alive is in this story. They're listed in books. The book we want to be in, and all believers are redeemed and in, is called the Book of Life. It has the name of every born-again redeemed believer. Every other person that's not in that one book, whatever they think is the path to heaven is not listed in the Book of Life, and they're going to be thrown in the lake of fire. Not my words, but the Lord makes it so clear because he wants to know everybody to know what is the truth except lord jesus christ as your lord and savior your name will be written in the book of life and you will have eternal life with jesus christ as said in revelation 20:15 anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was, was thrown in the lake of fire so that every that covers everybody So failure to make this choice has repercussions, enormous, eternal repercussions. The Lord put these verses in here. They're very sobering, yes, but he wants to make sure everybody knows what their outcome is going to be. There's no doubt. He does not want anybody to be thrown in that lake of fire. He lovingly made it crystal clear in his word on how to make the right choice. My title was a little, well, it's not the greatest title, The Happy Ending, because there is no ending. When people die, you have eternal life. Those Maui believers this week, they're still living, and they're in heaven. We have eternal life, so there really is no death. We go from earthly life to heavenly life. And we're going to have a great ending. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. We just thank you for the clarity of your word, Lord. It leaves no doubt. You give us the path. You say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we thank you for all the blessings you give us. We thank you for preparing that place for us and the glorious future we have with you. In Jesus' name, amen.